Whoever you weirdos are who are listening to this goddamn podcast, I don't know what the fuck's your problem. There are better things in the world to listen to, you know? <laughs> imagine this dude. Now imagine. You don't have to imagine anything. I'm doing it as as I speak. I am speaking it. Uh, a dude totally trashing his own podcast. Not trashing his podcast, but trashing the listeners of his podcast. You know? <laughs> um... I know you just heard some creaking. You probably hear some more rustling because I'm getting in the bed. Uh, I was in, I was at my desk. It's five a.m. It's four fifty-one in the morning. I was outside today. I was shooting a little bit, and um, all right. I'm sorry for this ASMR type shit with all the fucking rustling that's going on. Um, I uh, is there anything more bougie than no-show socks? Like for a dude, I just look down. At my, I'm wearing I'm wearing no show socks. Like for when you're wearing like uh, penny loafers or like uh, or any anything where you don't want to show some sock. Like where you're trying to show your ankle, boat shoes, that kind of thing. Um, which I don't really like. Well, no, I like boat. I, I'm okay with boat shoes. I I wouldn't do those personally. Um, the thing I hate are are. Uh, driving moccasins i fucking hate them oh my god i've like there are there are very few less attractive shoes than driving moccasins or moccasins of any of any kind and um the only other thing i could think of is obviously crocs you know but that's like on another level so uh what was i saying what was i saying was i talking about anything i'm not of course i'm two minutes in welcome Welcome to the Unprompted Podcast. <laughs> There's an intro for once. Is it really an intro when I'm two minutes in? Uh, I guess some other podcasts do it. Yeah, it's 5 a.m. I was, I was, I'm sitting at my desk. I was sitting at my desk, and now I'm sitting on my bed because the f- noise of my fan might make, might be annoying uh, to listen to. But then, you know, it's that much worse than uh, the creaking. I... Not the creaking of my computer. My computer's fine. The creaking of me walking over here. I was, uh, you know what triggered me to do this? What prompted me to do this? Uh, already fucking, like, false advertising here. This is not unprompted. This was prompted. I, uh, not really. I opened up TikTok for a second. I don't remember what I was, why I did. I think I was going to check, like, my last post or something. And... I opened up TikTok, like, I clicked the app open, and it opened up to an ad that you have to X out of. Like, it opened up immediately, because TikTok is annoying with this shit, like, it, when you open it up, it's immediately playing stuff, and it's pausing the audio of whatever the fuck you're listening to before. So, like, if I'm, like, watching a YouTube video, and I have in the mini player, or if I'm listening to a Spotify music, or, or podcast, or something, anything I'm listening to on my phone, when I open up TikTok, it immediately decides oh you know fuck whatever you're listening to you're gonna hear this shit uh, off of tiktok from this creator who you don't fucking know i think i followed gordon ramsay or someone like that because he keeps on popping up or maybe i liked it too many gordon ramsay related things in tiktok in the 20 minutes i've used it possibly total um outside of like posting i hardly i, I don't browse i really don't i i, I kind of hate it i don't like the format so much um but I open it up, 
and it opened up to it opens up to an ad like an like an ad that you have to click out of with an x in the corner not like on the i, I guess that's how the rest of the app works like i don't know if when you are regularly browsing like you have to fucking like i, I don't know if when you're scrolling it ads pop up in that way versus like something you have to x out of but i opened up the app and an ad and I, I I was flabbergasted. I'm fucking appalled. I'm like, the audacity of you, TikTok, to to open to open up your app to an ad immediately, blatant. And here's the thing: you could skip it immediately. I'm I'm happy for that. But listen, every app, every company seems to go through two basic phases. One is customer acquisition. And the next one is monetization. And right now, TikTok is in the early customer acquisition stage. It hasn't become the number one yet. That's still Instagram. Uh, I don't know if it's beaten Facebook or Twitter yet, but you know, it, it's not the number one way to to communicate with an audience or or grow an. Well, no, it's the number one way to grow an audience easily these days. Um, which is the only reason I use it, but. Give it, give it a few years. It's gonna immediately. Okay, now uh, uh, TikTok Plus, <laughs> or they're gonna totally gouge any creator who has less than a certain amount of a uh, certain following, or who doesn't use the app that much, or is just gonna be like, oh, nope, you can't grow anymore because you didn't get on the train early enough. And listen, if I'd have gotten on the train during the fucking early lockdowns and shit when I was being stubborn about it. Um, I would have had a huge account by now, you know, I mean, that's tangential. I I was saying that like, as if that was like leading into another point or something. I don't know. TikTok's fuck it. Oh God. I post, you know how much of a hassle it is to get like a sound. I hate that they call it sounds, by the way. Um, I know that I know why they call it sounds. Like I know it's not specifically songs like some of them are literally like audio tracks or other things but i don't call it sounds i don't know why that feels weird yeah put a sound on your video like a sound of fucking what you know it sounds kind of uh here now i'm saying that a lot it sounds kind of uh, not ominous that's the wrong word that's like way too strong too negative a word but it's like uh it, it's too, uh, what's the word? Not wishy-washy. It's too amorphous, I guess. It's too vague sound. Um, I, I do hate, I do hate that a lot for whatever reason. Anyway, what was I doing today? I was out today. I was shooting myself and then I went to see Mortal Kombat which was surprisingly really good, in my opinion, right? I think the action scenes were, like, I think the action scenes were great. I think they could have been shot better, some of them. But that opening action scene, that opening fight scene with Sub-Zero and Scorpion, oh my god. That was, that was well done. And it had some of the spectacle that you need and then, you know, the wild thing, like, they treat blood just like they, and gore just like they do in the video games, you know? Like, uh, when, when 
Kung Lao uh, fucking uses like he did a fatality, which is well. Listen, this is not that's not a spoiler because it's a Mortal Kombat movie. There are gonna there are bound to be fatalities, and there are multiple. Who does it? Jax does a fatality. We like we know these characters. Like I'm not spoiling shit. If you know that Jax is a dude who has a fucking robotic arm, so it's like. You know he's going to lose his arms at some point in the movie, and then he's going to fucking get robotic arms at some point later in the movie. And then you know Kano has the... Actually, I forgot this. I forgot what Kano had, but I love Kano in this movie. He's hilarious and perfect, and I like him a lot. It may, even though, like, he's an asshole. He's totally an asshole. That's, an, that's the entire point of him, but I fucking... I, I love him. Like, every, every time he's on screen, I was smiling. You know? He's so funny. Um, his, his little character. You know who else could have played him? Jai Courtney, potentially. Even though he's not the greatest of actors, but... Um, like, he had fun playing Ca- Captain Boomerang in, uh... In Suicide Squad. Like, I like I could see he was having fun, and that translated. And, uh... And, and isn't he in this new Suicide Squad that's coming out? I think. When does that come out? May? I hope so. I can't wait to go see that shit. That's going to be wild, too. Um, I trust that more. I trust James Gunn as director, I think, more than I do. That's not true. I do like uh, David Ayer. And you know what? David Ayer did say that um, he wants to release the Ayer cut of Suicide Squad because Warner Brothers fucked with the movie originally as well. And it looks, and, and according to him, it looks nothing like it actually is supposed to be. Um, but Warner Bros. Is like, no, we're not going to do that. We gave you this one thing, but we're not going to do the other thing. Like, come on. How, how much fucking money did y'all make off of, uh, uh, Justice League, the Snyder Cut? It's got to be worth it. It's got to be worth it to throw another, another what? Million? Not, I mean, less than that, because I'm sure all the footage is shot. They just got to cut it to hit. So give Ayer another 500 grand to cut it to what he wants it to be or to what he wanted it to be originally and then release that shit on HBO Max again I heard, I found out I think it's AT&T that owns um either AT&T or Sprint or like one of those companies uh I could be totally wrong but it's one it's a company like that like of that caliber and that kind of I think it's AT&T that owns Warner Brothers um in terms of, like, film side of Warner Brothers or something like that. Like, they bought him out a while ago. A couple, a few years ago. And it was the them, the holding company, or the investors from that holding company, who were uh, pushing for the Snyder Cut. So... And, you know, they're the ones who finally got that shit through. And that's the only reason that that Warner Brothers went through with it, but fucking the idiots at Warner Brothers need to fucking pull it together. I don't know who the hell's running that goddamn company, but they're ruining like so many, so so many could be franchises. Like it's like after Harry Potter was done, they were like, oh, like it's like they're trying to fucking fit a square into a circle hole. You know, like they're idiots. What? What? Who's running the company now? I need to know. 
it can't be that hard. Like you, you guys successfully pulled off a. How how long did it take to shoot the whole? Uh, when did the last Harry Potter come out? Twenty eleven, maybe. The first one was oh two, I think. So or oh one. So yeah, you guys did a decade long franchise with actors who were child children at the beginning of it successfully and that's a classic series now that will be in the books forever that's in a hundred years people are going to be looking back to watch the harry potter franchise you know successfully there's a culture around it everything how the hell can't you do that for a property like dc you know and you know what even sucks as well is like now they're now that they have to totally re I, like, I don't know why they don't even like redo um redo their their DC animated not redo but like expand on their DC animated movies in a wild way like there should be five animated movies coming up per year at least at the very least you know I mean what are we at like two three a year there should be at least five animated movies coming out a year. It can't be that goddamn hard. You guys are doing, like, Young Justice uh, Season 4 is, like, most of the way through production. Like, maybe 90% through production. And they started it, they started production on it, like, over a year and a half ago. And it's not like COVID slowed down the production because it's a fucking animated show. They probably sped it up, if anything. But um, like that's a lot of that's a lot of content. Like what is that? Twenty episodes, about twenty five minutes a piece. So like that's a lot of shit. Um, and that's for one property. I don't know why y'all don't make way way more than that. What? I should run Warner, Warner Brothers. You know what? You know what? I wonder. Like, I'm constantly, obviously, you know me already, I'm constantly thinking about my my career, my future career, and, like, what I want to do uh, as a professional. And I realize, like, as time goes on, like, I keep, I, I'm more and more willing to make changes because, like, you know, I'm learning the hard last, well, not learning, but something, I mean, the world is trying to drill into my head, hey, I get you're a planner, but life's not about plans. Life is chaos. Chaos is the natural order. You're not going to fucking... Like, I, I totally get it. That's not... That's not what I'm... I'm not mad at that. So, I, so I'm constantly, like, getting that lesson reinforced, right? Um, and I... As much as I refuse to accept it, it's like, slowly, it is weighing down on me. So I know that I've already given caveats to some a couple of things in my life like like I mean tiny house trip I was supposed to be doing now this year I mean obviously COVID and all that didn't fucking but the original plan was me to do it the year I turned 22 and I turned 22 last November so um and this shit's still two years away provided I can make enough capital to actually run the thing or to, to actually launch the thing and then and then uh, find enough work or be able to plan enough work for that year uh, of the trip to sustain the whole trip 
That's one thing. Next thing, romance-wise, I'm a lonely little boy. I'm a lonely little boy. I need, I, I, I really would like to be with a person. And also, I know that I, like, I don't give a shit to, to fucking date around and, oh, I'm, you know, this is my ex and I have three exes and then, you know, I finally found the one. And I, I, like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to do that shit. I don't want to have to, I mean, obviously, again, I can't plan for something that involves another person that intimately, obviously. But my ideal, as I say all the time, would be to, would be, would have been to have been married immediately out of high school. You know, like somehow freshman year, I met some chick and we hit it off. And then four, four or five years later, we were like, hey, I'm going to put a ring on it. You know, like that kind of thing. I, I, I know a dude, um, I know a dude, he has a podcast. He's a friend of mine from, from high school. He got married right out of high school. Actually, I know a couple people who got married right out of high school. And I don't know how those other couple people are doing, but this dude is like, he, everything is seen from, I listened to his podcast, so from whatever he said. Um, um, actually, no, he's not married, but he calls her uh, his wife. They're getting married soon. But he basically calls her his wife. Or I think they maybe like got married, like uh, they fucking eloped or whatever the hell, and then now they're going to do a ceremony or something. But... Whatever the situation, they're basically married and they're my age because, you know, I'm 22 and we were in school at the same time. So I'm, I'm constantly thinking of that and like that involves another person. But in my life, if I had control over it, uh, to that degree, like if I were omnipotent, you know, I would, if I was omnipotent, life would probably be kind of boring, but, or it'd be, I don't know, it depends on it depends on how much of my omnipotence I could fucking, like, if you're omnipotent, you can make yourself feel like things are new, can't you? Anyway. <laughs> I mean, oh, you're talking with circles. Oh, my God. I think... I think that... it. If if I could control it in the way I wanted to, I would have been married straight out of high school, and then I'd just, like, we'd be together for the next, or for the rest of our lives, but the next decade we'd be together, like, the kind of fucking Frank and, and uh, what's her name, Claire Underwood type shit, like, a unit, just fucking Bonnie and Clyde the whole way through, and then by the time we're 30, we're like, okay, let's pop out some kids, and then we have four of them, and then you know, and then by the time those kids are almost grown up, I'm like, okay, let's start a fucking orphanage or, or foster home or some shit like that. A commune of teenagers, you know? And then there's little things that keep, like, the thing that I had to caveat, which makes sense, is like, okay, I want to do this tiny house trip. And I also want to have a ride or die. But... Now I realize that if I'm with someone for the next two years and then I do the trip and we split up, right? Like I, we split up before the trip because I don't, I, I can't control their life. I don't know what the other person will want to do. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know what she'd want to do, whoever she ends up being. Like, remember, one of the things is I'm very, very, very much attracted to to ambitious women, right? And whether they're ambitious in the home as in they want a, you know, big family and like like uh, all the things that come with with running a big family and being ambitious about like vacations and, 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 uh, development and like activities and like all that shit. Ambitious as a, as a mother or as a parent or whatever, that would be awesome. But I also like women who are like career oriented, oriented and they know what the fuck they want. They're studying architecture or like, uh, I mean, I love artists as well. So if they're studying like architecture or they're fucking doing music or something like, but they're, they're working at it and they're active doing that kind of thing. Unless I find like a filmmaker who also is into travel and is willing to, uh, like fucking do that for a year with me and two other dudes and potentially another chick. It's like, that's, that's a ride or die right there. If they're willing to do that. But that's also fucking rare. I can't, I mean, it's gotta be rare. I can't think of any reason someone would want to upend their their whole life to do that unless they literally were just into all the same shit that I was into. Because, I mean, that's what the Tiny House Trip entails. It's fucking all the shit that I'm into. It's filmmaking, it's photography, it's travel, it's event hosting, it's fucking, I mean, I'm not an event host, but I would be an awesome one. Um, like in terms of personality, not in terms of like planning and accommodating so much. I would have to f- hire my friend Gina for, to host events for me <laughs> because she's incredible. Like to be the the hostess, like the rock, like the who gets drinks in people's hands and and does all that stuff. Or maybe I can learn. You know, I've like, you know what? She's probably rubbed off on me a little bit because I know that when I think of like having friends over obviously not here but like when I eventually move out and I think of having friends over I'm like oh shit uh like in in these fantasies of mine like I'm like oh shit you need a drink uh and then like what do you need I even asked I asked a friend of mine who's a who's a bartender I asked him how much he'd charge for like a private like lesson of basic bartending like a few cocktails, how to do, like, the cool shit, like, how to make them, like, how to make fun drinks that are really good, like, that kind of thing, um, you know, like, what, what's the proper shit to do, not just fucking pour one thing and another thing and then call the day, <laughs> like I do, like, literally, when I buy a bottle of anything here, it's like, okay, I'll fill it up with cranberry, and then, I'll pour in enough, enough vodka or enough tequila or enough whatever to feel, to feel like, to taste it, like enough that I can taste it. And then that's it. And I don't like do anything. And it doesn't taste like that good. It's not a cocktail. It's fucking an alcohol and a juice. It's not, it's hardly a cocktail. I wouldn't call that, you know? So, um, so I asked him that because I'm thinking like I know in the future when I want to host shit like I want to have a lot of people over like I want oh my gosh I like I, I'm thinking about that um one of the apartments or condos that I saw with uh 
with my job a few months ago, right? And it's that $16 million, uh, like penthouse in Tribeca is fucking gorgeous. And it's like the perfect entertaining space and it's awesome. And it's huge and airy and has personality. It's great. Has a, like a roof deck and like a outdoor spot and like a giant ass couch in the middle. That's like modular and can fit like 30 people. It's wild. I love, I love the spot. Um, but I think of that, I'm like, Oh shit. I could, I could host like a, awesome 30 40 person gathering you know and it not be stuffy and it feel good and i can like walk around and entertain and like make sure people have fun and I could be the lively one of the group because i can be that and i have been that when i am the designated not designated but when i put some shit together and it works out i'm loud and lively and fucking belligerent sometimes <laughs> you know and then when I come to something where I don't know the people, or even, actually, no, it just depends on the crowd, I guess. And it depends on the day. I don't know. I'm talking out my ass. I, I, I don't know who the fuck I am. Who am I? I'm some guy. But this all goes back to, like, caveats and uh, compromises and shit that I'm giving, or that I have to give to myself, or give to my life. Is like, okay, I want to have a fucking uh, girlfriend, a wife who would like to join me on my ridiculous adventure. And then when we get back from that, like not be like, okay, that's done later, <laughs> you know? Because also the other thing is like, I, I don't know how easy it is to find this these days. I feel like those people are all shacked up for the most part. Um, or those women are all, all, you know, cuffed up at this point, someone who's looking for a long-term relationship who that's potentially marriage in seven, six, seven years or whatever, you know? I mean, I'm 22. All Everyone my age, boys included, we're all in our hoe phases. I mean, I say we, that's not me. Um, though I feel like, you know what else I feel like? I feel like maybe I should attempt a hoe phase. You know? That's the that's the least that is the least uh hoe phasey thing to say. I should attempt I I <laughs> I hypothesize that I shall uh I shall pro- procure a whoring phase. You know, I don't know. That was supposed to be funny, but it wasn't. I, because I, I was thinking about this earlier. I'm like, I caught myself. I'm not, I can't say caught myself. I kept doing it, but I caught myself like while I was walking from, uh, from the theater, like I, I walked around for a little bit, like maybe 20 minutes or something. And I'm just like gawking at the women passing me by, you know, not actually got, not like jaw dropped, like fucking like craning my neck to look, but, but definitely miring, you know, like doing the, the up and down look, you know, 
Um, I found myself doing that. And then I was like, shit, that's not, that's, like, it's only looking, but, like, I know for me, it's kind of, it's kind of weird. I never, I never do that. I rarely do that. And it just got me thinking, like, hmm, I wonder if, like, I'll end up with some, well, obviously I'll end up with some chick, but I wonder if, like, I end up with that person, and then a few years later, like, we're shacked up, and I love them very much, and sex is great, and, you know, I get everything I want from that person, you know? And I give everything that I can. And I still end up like, huh, I wonder what it would be like to bang someone shorter <laughs> or taller or or of a different race or thinner or fatter or something, you know? And the sh- and for me, it's kind of shitty, you know? Like, I... I, I, I don't like that. I don't like the whole scoreboard thing. Like, oh, yeah, I got with this chick from fucking Mozambique and this other chick from uh, Japan. Like, was that song by Afro Man? Um, you know, uh, it was like, ah, I can't remember how it goes. Code 45, 26X. I don't know what the fuck it says. Baby, that's all we need. We go to the dark after we go to the park after dark. Smoke that coke and weed or some shit like that. Um, and he's and in the verses, like it has nothing to do with what the fuck I just said, but the verses were all just him rapping about banging chicks from different different spots, like different countries. You know. I, and uh, when I listen to it, I mean, I don't listen to it, like, anymore. But when I was younger, it would be in a playlist or, like, a random or whatever. When I hear it, I'd be like, okay. <laughs> like, this flow's, this flow's fun, I guess. But the lyric, like, what the, f- like, why? I never, I never understood that. I never understood people who just brag about, like, who kiss and tell and do that shit. I, I I couldn't, I don't, I don't think I could, you know? And listen, maybe I say that now and then I'll, and then I'll have sex for the first time and then I'll be like, oh, I need to spread the word. Have you heard of this act, this activity you can do with a member of the opposite sex? Or even, you know, if you're gay or, or fucking whatever, have you heard of this activity you can do with someone else's genitals? <laughs> Oh, it's marvelous. It's magical. You should try it out sometime. Oh, me? I didn't do. <laughs> oh, me? I tried it. And I can tell you, I must say, mwah. <laughs> you know? Um, that's how I imagine it. Like, that's how I imagine it has to be. There's no way. I, I feel like it's hard to think that every dude I know, or almost every dude I know, who talks about it like it's, you know, they talk about banging chicks like they talk about collecting sneakers, you know? It's it's so weird to me. I, I can't 
I, I can't do it. This is another human being. Y'all are sharing a moment. It's like, I don't want to know what their asshole looks like. <laughs> don't describe to me in detail why you think Asian people's assholes look weird. Like, I, I don't care. And that's also kind of racist. And I, I, and I also don't care. Why are you telling me this? Why are you, and why are you two people, I'm, I'm talking about two people who I actually know, who I actually do call friends, um, you know, and that doesn't make me proud, that kind of thing, but I don't call them out on it because, like, uh, what is this, Gillette, the best a man can get? <laughs> I, I don't call them out on it because I don't, I don't know how to, addr how to address that, really. Like, what, do, I'm not going to talk to them and tell them, like, hey, that's weird. Don't say shit like that. What's the fucking... Why are y'all interested in each other's sexcapades? Like, why are you interested in how wet she was or what... Like, it sounds like a weird kind of living vicariously through another person type thing, you know? But in a much more fucked up way. I, like... I couldn't imagine someone tell someone coming up to me and tell like if anyone were coming to me and tell me that shit, I'd dead it immediately. Like I, there was one dude, a friend of mine from high school, when he, uh, he got blown by some chick, not by some chick. I know who the chick is. Um, she was a friend of mine, but they like did whatever like at a subway station. Is what I recall him telling me, and I'm like. In my head, I'm like, dude, why the, f why, why the fuck are you telling me that? Like, Man, I, don't, I don't care. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> and he was like, high five. I'm like, sure. I guess. I don't know what the high five is for. Um, I, I don't get it, you know? And like, it, I, I don't, like, it's not like I don't see it as quote-unquote an accomplishment as much as I see it as something between two people who fucking decided to do what the fuck they did. But it's like, I'm not gonna... I'm not gonna, like, high-five you because you got your rocks off. No one high-fives me every time I jack off. This would be so... That's just... Like, I... The other thing I could never understand, like, the people who share porn with each other, there are people who do that. There are people who do that. You know what? I was involved in a group chat once where someone was sharing like straight up porn with some with with the rest of the group chat, and the rest of the group chat was like, "Oh, dope, thanks." Like, "Oh, this was awesome." I'm like, "Okay, cool. I'm leaving this one. I'm I'm gone. I'm not in this group chat. I don't I don't associate with those people anymore." That's wild to me. I I cannot fathom but I guess you know it's probably a it's I think it's definitely a gendered thing I don't know I tend to think lots of things are gendered things these days um, but I feel like dudes put so much stock into their worth or so much so much of their worth like so much stock of their worth into fucking uh their sexual success, I guess, is a word to use, you know? And women, women don't. I mean, I think for women, it's the opposite. Like, their quote-unquote purity 
or virginity or whatever other bullshit word we want to use um, is. And I'm talking about like general, I'm making generalizations here. I, I heard an awesome take today. I was listening to Charlie and Ben podcasts as I always do every single Friday when this shit comes out. Um, I was walking, listening to this podcast and they were talking about, um, they're talking about that same book on masculinity by that guy that I mentioned in the last podcast or maybe the one before that or something. But they got to a point where like their take on, on homosexuality and heterosexuality in the human race. Right. And I always thought of this, I, I think this is a joke that, uh, I don't know if it was Andrew Schultz made or someone, but it was like an idea that that maybe gay people like there are more heter- there are more homosexual people out today as society progresses as an evolutionary trait like those people um, those people why do I say like uh, why did it sound like that in my head when I said it those people those gays no um the the idea is that like his like the whole idea behind the joke or the bit was like gay dudes are basically evolved or gay women or whatever are basically evolved because they don't have a need to reproduce anymore since uh the human race is already at such a large uh population you know and that's why they're concentrated more in like cities and like but everything's more concentrated in the cities aren't 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 they you know every single demographic it seems to me um and i always thought i mean like obviously that's bullshit pseudoscience or something but it sounds like if i if you turn off your brain for a moment and like just take that like it could potentially be plausible. Like I could imagine a species over time evolving to be less heterosexual or less productive um, or less reproductive in across like the vast, uh, across like the average of the species. Like there are some that are less reproductive than others um, as a function of evolution so that the people who are living already won't like like run out of resources or whatever, like over time, you know, I always wondered that, uh, I, I, I always wondered about that, that bit. And then today I was listening to Charlie and Ben podcast and they were talking about, uh, that whole thing. And they mentioned how in, I think it was Ben that mentioned how in ancient Rome, and like, or no, like ancient Greece, like the Spartans and the Athenians and whatever, the most manly of man dudes in the military, they were soldiers and they'd go off to war and they'd fuck each other. And they were all basically bisexual and they'd fuck each other at war and at home and they'd fuck the women at home and whatever. And it's like all you know overall everyone's banging each other it's just this whole fucking orgy every day in between battles um i he didn't say all that shit i'm being an asshole but his idea was that why is that like not the norm anywhere now and then one thing that i think this is i'm pretty sure this is a fact that they that they were talking like research or something 
they said, some men, or no, uh, what, what, what is it? They said that, over, like, there, there are some places, like, some really isolated communities of, like, uh, countries and shit where, or not countries, but, like, uh, little, like, tribal islands that are basically untouched by the rest of humanity. So, like, they don't have, you know, they don't have modern shit like running water and fucking electricity and whatever. They're, like, still hunting with whatever. And they're in, like, South America or, like, little tribes in Africa or little islands that we can't go to or, like, where that preacher tried to go to spread uh, Christianity and he got shot, like, by an arrow immediately upon getting on the island. Which I, I love that story so much because it's, like... It's like, duh, you know? I'm going to go spread the gospel to these savages. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. You try that, buddy. <laughs> yeah, you take a boat to this remote island that everyone is like, no, don't go to there. They will kill you. They haven't had contact with anyone, any of the rest of humanity for centuries. Yeah, sure. Go do that. Have fun, buddy. Don't forget your Bible. Um, Maybe it'll block the shot of that first arrow. I think... So what he was saying was like those those little nations or those little whatevers that are relatively untouched and they don't have like competition with other tribes or other towns or villages or factions or whatever. Those are more likely to have uh, homosexual like people within that within those societies because they don't have to compete with rivaling societies. Therefore, they don't have to like have a bigger tribe and they don't have to fight other people. And today, like as time goes on and life in, in the world is more and more peaceful, stop watching the fucking news. The world is more and more peaceful and there's less uh, hardship and less war and less famine and whatever. And a lot more comfort and a lot less conflict. More people could be like being gay could be like more of a evolutionary uh or like social evolutionary trait that's going on because heterosexuality to procreate was that's needed for you know bigger a bigger village so you can defend yourself from from other invaders from like foreign invaders or, or anything like that and then now we don't need to do that everywhere is colonized and everywhere has a nation of some sort. And now it's just up to like independence over the next century or so. But um, that was an interesting thought. And then like the whole idea, I mean, for me, I already agree with this, but like gen- like uh, gender and, and uh, I don't know about gender. I'm not so sure about gender. I feel like gender is still kind of binary for the most part. You know, I think the, the amount of anomalies within gender are so minimal that it doesn't really matter. Um, and they obviously you accommodate for people who are experienced like gender dysphoria or whatever the hell they're fucking going through. Um, but sexuality, I think, is way much more of a spectrum. And then all, most people are heterosexual. And then there are a lot of people who are homosexual. And in the middle, there are a lot of people who are bisexual. And the people on either end who are either homosexual or heterosexual, all those people, like not all of them, but most of them, if they were raised in a different culture, 
could be raised to be uh, bisexual. Not ne- not necessarily one or the other bisexual. This is something that I heard years ago. Billy Joe Armstrong, uh, I, this is who I'm quoting, yes. Billy Joe Armstrong of uh, Green Day, the lead singer of Green Day. I heard this maybe when I was high school or something, but or I read it somewhere. But he believes that everyone is born bisexual. And obviously I'm fucking quoting him for whatever reason, I don't know. Um, I can't think of anyone else for this. He thinks, uh, or he said at some point that he thought everyone's born bisexual. Everyone likes everyone. And then, like, for the most part. And then um, society teaches you, hey, no, you have to fucking be with a chick and then have kids and whatever. Because the whole purpose of whatever, like, whether it's religion or society at large, culture, uh, uh, the economy, all that more people in the economy and all that shit, the uh, better places tend to do, you know, or better culture, culture and society tends to do. And it gives like a purpose. You have a kid, you have, you get to fucking do all that shit. Right. Um, so, I mean, he didn't say all that. He just said that he believes that everyone's born bisexual. Um, I don't necessarily believe that everyone, but I think I would, I would be totally, on board with the idea that like 80% of people are born bisexual and then culture comes into play for the, for about, I mean, how many bisexual people are there? 10% of the actual population. So, so out of the 80% who are born bisexual, maybe the, maybe 70% of those or not 70%. I guess it'd be the 70% out of that 80%, the 70% would be, uh, would be more like they're culturally inclined to be one or the other. They are raised to be, uh, very, very straight or a little bit, uh, either very, very straight or very, very gay. And then the others are like, um, you know, what they are from birth, like, so there's a level of nature to it, and then there's a little bit of a, or a lot of bit of a level of nurture, and I, and I could I I could get behind that idea, you know. Um, oh shit! I've done forty six minutes, fucking hell! I just been sitting here, talking. I'm here watching the the sky get blue for dawn, you know. What was it? What what time? What is that? Twilight. What is that? What the time's called? It's blue hour. It's morning blue hour. What else can I talk about? I mentioned I mentioned Mortal Kombat, right? Mortal Kombat was so fucking good. What else was I talking about? I was talking about like caveats and shit. I don't know how I got onto fucking uh, sexuality. I was talking about sex for a while. I don't know. <laughs> Hello, if you're still listening, you're a wild one. I, I, kudos, I guess. If you're still listening after I, I berated you in the first minute of this podcast, I, you're great. I feel like I've been flowing. Have I been? I mean, I stumbled a little bit on words and my, and I'm not funny, so <laughs> probably never flows. I don't know. I've been, I, Every time I open up the app, I'm like, oh, shit, what? How many, like, why are there so many plays? Like, it seems like I have three listeners consistently for the past 
a month, which, sure, welcome. Um, I'm gonna talk more. Listen, like, remember when I, I remember when I started this shit? No, you don't. You, there was two, well, there was one of you here when I started this shit. When I started this shit, there was, like, I only, uh, I said, like, even the description now, it says, I make 15-ish minute podcasts. I do this for 15-ish minutes. And here I am fucking 50 minutes in. So, whatever. Mm, what can we talk about? I still, I still want to talk about the caveats because I don't think I actually made my point there. Um, there are caveats in my life. I can't, like, I, I, I can't plan my life with other people included except for possibly having children but even still that it takes two to tango in that regard so uh that's gonna be interesting and then career-wise i realized that i'm like oh i remember why i started talking about this because warner brothers i wonder if maybe i i should like when my career goes fucking wild in the next 15 years, within the next 15 years, and I make banger after banger, and I do wild shit after wild shit, and whatever, maybe I should go work higher up at one of those companies that are doing shit that I'm pissed about, you know? Like, I'd be a higher up at Warner Brothers and tell them to buy Ben 10 and fucking rope that shit into DC, you know? I'd be, like, I would love to be, like, alongside a Jeff Johns-type person within Warner Brothers or DC. And I think Jeff Johns works for Warner Brothers now. He doesn't work for DC. Um, Like, he got a promotion or something out of DC into Warner Brothers. Or is he the head of DC now? It's one of those things. Either he's like, works at Warner Brothers or he's the head of DC comics um but I, I would love to like work in a position or you know what i would even invest and become an executive producer of certain shit and be like hey i will give x amount or i will like push certain things so that we can have like really really solid stuff like young just season three i would have pumped up the money for the animation like actually you know what i would have made sure that they went with the same animation studio that did Young Justice season one and two. So it would look consistent and I'd give them more money so they can make it even more fluid because there's sometimes I'm watching season two and it's a li- like the slightest bit disjointed, you know, which is fine because it's hard to notice unless you watch it as many times as I, as I have. But, um, overall it's like, you know, season season two was fifty times better animation than season three was. Even at season three's high points, actually, at sometimes at season three's high points, I didn't notice it very much. I didn't notice it, how bad the animation was because it got kind of decent. But anyway, saying like I'm becoming more open to my life taking a turn to where I go work for a major company in a position where I am in charge of like how they roll out content. Because I think that for a lot of these companies, the way they roll out content sucks. Whoever does fucking um Marvel's shit 
over the past few years has been killing it. You, you, they've done everything exactly how they should have. They ha- there are three Marvel TV shows out right now, three of them that are really in- that are really really good. You know, and at any given point over the past five, six, seven years, there's been three shows out. Basically, it started with Daredevil on Netflix, and then they did Jessica Jones, then they did Luke Cage, then they did fucking Iron Fist, which sucked, then they did, um, uh, fucking, what is it, Legends, not Legend of Tomorrow, that's DC, they did, um, what's it called, um, The Defenders, Marvel Defenders, and then they had that other show on Hulu, that was, uh, uh, like, X-Men, what was it, the New, the New Mutants, or something like that? That's a lot of content to be putting out. They didn't have any... They Actually, no. And didn't they have one of the animated Spider-Men still on Disney XD or something? The one that Drake Bell was playing? Up until the time Daredevil and shit and, and Jessica Jones came out on Netflix? So they had a lot of content out. And then DC, they have, like, they have some. Like, they have all the CW shit, but the CW stuff sucks for the most part. Like, they're fun-ish, fine, kind of. You know, like the early seasons of, of Arrow are fun to watch, I think. Like, I like season one and two. Um, and I love season five because that got dark as hell and actually well written. Um, and then everything else fucking trash. Same thing with The Flash. The first few episodes, cool. And then whatever. And then the whole, like, the team ups and, like, the, the, they did, like, a Crisis on Infinite Earth thing on The Flash. And I think that's where they killed off Ollie and, like, made him the Spectre and, like, did all this wild shit. DC, whoever was running, whoever running, like, the the showrunner for, I think it's Greg Berlanti or something. Um, the showrunner for all the CW shit, not bad. Does pretty well. And, you know, they have a lot of content out. But DC has, like, so much other properties. Like, Marvel had three movies coming out every year for the past decade. And... DC's like, uh, yeah, let's twiddle our thumbs and fucking fuck with these movies that could have been incredible and been actually good cinematic pieces, you know? Like, actual good cinema versus, like, something that Martin Scorsese would be like, oh, yeah, no, that's cinema. It's not just a fucking, what do you call it, a theme park? He he calls, uh, Martin Scorsese has a comment about superhero movies these days and he called them, like, theme park blockbusters. You know, like they're not cinema, they're not art. And then we put out a Joker and it's like, that's fucking art. Come on. You know. And with a bit of better handling or letting Zack Snyder put out that what what his original cut of of uh, Justice League was. You know, not what not the Snyder cut that actually officially came out, but the original thing that he showed to them that was three hours long and cut out like the bloat that's in um that's in this Snyder cut that actually was released uh like it was tighter it must have been because I know exactly what they would have cut out they would have cut out that whole everything after the fucking credits uh, after the uh not the credits after the um what was it everything after they won and like the and and uh Clark was back and like we have all Everything after that, the whole dream sequence and fucking Martian Manhunter showing up at all and, like, the first half of it with all the slow-mo they would have fucking cut out and shit. Three hours long, lean, quick movie. Because even this shit, the the Snyder Cut was super fast to walk. Like, it felt fast. 
I started watching it at like three or four a.m. and or yeah, like three a.m. and by the time it was done, I'm like, oh shit! I didn't even mean to watch the whole thing. I thought I was gonna watch like part one and then knock out, and I watched the whole thing straight through. And imagine they cut out all the all the bloat, because there was bloat, you know. But even with bloat, it was a quick watch. So without the bloat, it would have been the tightest, leanest little movie ever, you know. Whoever, wh- whoever, like all the people who keep making like, oh no, you need to make it more like Marvel. We need to hire fucking Joss Whedon to do this shit. Y'all need to fuck off. You really do. And the fact that they decided, oh no, now now we're going to revamp the whole thing all because like because they lost uh I know it's because they lost Ben Affleck. But they can get him back. You know? He wrote the Batman that he wants to be in, right? Or that he originally wanted to be in. Or did he write this new Batman? Someone or uh, he was supposed to direct and then he ended up not and he dropped out of whatever, um, his version of, of the Batman movie. I think he wrote it, and then he wanted to direct it, and he dropped out of directing just to act, because he, it was taking too much toll, and then Justice League, this, the Whedon stinker, came out, and then he was like, okay, fuck this. Fuck this shit, I'm out, you know? Oh man, his face is like those interviews that he was doing <laughs> for the, for promoting the movie. He looks so broken, like his childhood got ripped apart. And it probably did. Ben Affleck has a bat cave. I think he he built a bat cave in his house uh after Goodwill Hunting came out. After that shit released, he used the money to build a bat cave in his house. He's a fan. And he got to do the thing that every fan would want to do play Batman and write a Batman movie. And then that shit came out. And he looked broken. You know? And you would think like, oh, he's broken because, because, you know, the the reception to the movie. No. He knew that shit sucked. I guarantee you, he watched it and was like, what is this shit? What is this? And he put on a Boston accent. And like... Brought a crowbar somewhere to beat on some fucking <laughs> unsuspecting Warner Brothers ex- executive who probably deserves that beating because they fucked up an entire franchise that could have been incredible. There would have been toys, they would have been making so much money, and they're like, no. That's what that's what people say. Don't fuck with the money. And they decide, oh no, we'll fuck with the money by making the movie shitty. They think they're making good decisions. No, you guys aren't movie makers. You're producers. You guys don't actually, you're not involved in actually making the movie except saying, hey, no, do this. You're directing a director who knows more shit than you. You know? How many producers are actual, like, filmmakers who know how to make a film? Who know how to make, not sell a film, make one. I'm 59 minutes in. 59 minutes and 38, 39, 40 seconds in. I need to end this because I can only do 60 minutes per segment and I don't feel like stitching this shit together in Anchor, even though it's probably easy, you know? That's all. I'll see y'all and not see you.
you'll hear me sometime soon, I guess.